much here. Yeah, but now it's devolving. <clears throat> okay, we're on page... No, say the word. We're on page uh, 156 officially. We started last week, let's <clears throat> see after the Shemai, page 154. Working on Bitachon and how it relates to somebody with Baruch Hashem, a family and friends. Even though if a person doesn't have family and friends, it's also Baruch Hashem, as we learned, right, with Bitachon. But we're dealing with uh, those who have families, friends, he even mentions enemies, social stuff, social people, social interactions, pressures. <clears throat> and at first, it, uh, it seemed like the Chobos of Obos was just telling us very practical things. Be nice to people. If you have obligation towards them, you know, <coughs> feed your kids, you know, buy your wife jewelry. He didn't say those actual terms, but you understand what I mean. And it seemed very, very posh, but we ex- try to explain what we think we think. Uh, the Chobos of Ovis means, because he says very simple, he just says, if the Balbiteach the, the has a wife, and has friends, and has uh, people he loves, and children, Yivtach belokim mehem. You should trust in a Kaddish Baruch that you should be saved from them. So we had to, that's all he said about Bitachon. So what we understood that to mean was that, at least in one example, as many examples, but we were talking about last week about the kids, that could be the wife also, the monetary obligations, all these obligations that come, right? Normal obligations. You have a kid, you have to feed the kid. You have a wife, you have to take care of the wife. It's, it's in the contract. But that comes with when they have to get a job and that comes with pressures and that comes with anxiety and that's nothing that we haven't learned before. All of the pressures and all the anxiety can be worked on through bitachon, right? So anytime we have obligations, achrayas, that we start to feel the pressure on our shoulders, and it could come from multiple sources. Here we're talking specifically about from a wife, kids, maybe friends. That's going to cause these pressures. We have to just go back to the basics of bitachon. The basics. Kaddish Baruch is the one who runs the world. You have to really believe that and really trust and really have that in your heart. Kaddish Baruch is the one who does this for my best. He's the one who's all-powerful. He's the one who's all-knowing. And that's supposed to help, again, as time goes on, alleviate that Stress, anxiety, pressure buildup that came about because of your wife and your kids and your friends. So it's nothing new. It's just drawing out and bringing down the yesodas of bitachon in just multiple ways and more examples that a person might not necessarily think. If we just taught him the seven uh, yesodas of bitachon, a person might not be able to put it into every place in the world, into his life. So therefore, that's what the Shabbat bitachon does. In a very simple way, nothing new. He just says, have bitachon a Kaddish Baruch that, you, that you're saved for them. Well, what does bitachon mean according to the Chavos of Ovas? Go back to Parak Aleph Beis and you'll learn there. That we already learned, right? So that's all he's doing. He's trying to lock you back in to the Yisodos we learned. Then we moved on, page 156. He said another Indian, and this, he told us that a person is supposed to have a certain obligation in some way to teach Torah, right? Look at the, just look at the English, 156 on the top. He should teach them the appropriate way to conduct themselves, both in Torah matters and in, in worldly matters. You have to teach Avodah Hashem. You have to teach good ethics and morals and proper ways to speak to people and maybe even train your child in math or whatever it may be. And comes from Kamocha. So again, it sounded like very simple. That's that's not what's that has, what does that have to do with bitachon? That's uh, mitzvah v'hafta recha kamocha. 
So we said two on two levels. Number one, we discussed, we brought back from a while ago <clears throat> that for one to put himself in a proper position for bitachon, it's not the only way, but for a person to put himself in the best position for bitachon, for a person to do hishtadlis in order to have bitachon, right? Like learning this sefer, right? This sefer will be considered hishtadlis to have bitachon. If you didn't learn this sefer, you can't just close your eyes and say, oh, one time I heard about bitachon, I'm, I'm a bitachon. You didn't, that's just, that's in thin air. It's like a guy just says, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go to work today, Kaddish Wechel will take care of it, he'll just send the money to my door. That doesn't go. So we're doing Hishtadlis. So part of the Hishtadlis is learning the Sefer. Another one of the Hishtadlis that we, we've spoken about is to keep Torah mitzvahs, to try to keep a, a, a spiritual life and do your best to spread that to other people as best as you can in a simple way. Not that it is, it's, uh, it's um, what's the word? It's the only way. It's dependent. You can have bitachon even if you don't. As we discussed, I want to keep saying that. It's very, very important for those who need that. Even if a person falls and he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, or he either objectively is not doing what he's supposed to be doing, or subjectively he feels he's not holding himself to a proper vodas Hashem, either way, still, says the Chavos of Avos, you are allowed to and obligated and should have trust in a Kaddish Baruch He still loves you, he still will take care of you. It might be with a little bit of a different path. It might be that he needs to rebuke you, but that's for your ultimate best. Right? Just want to continually bring that yesod in because it's very important for those people who fall into that place. End parentheses. And we said that a person is possible. This was a little bit pushing it. I'll be honest. I try to stick as much to the page as possible. Here we... It was a little bit of pushing it, potentially. What was the meaning of bitachon here? Is that you can have, we discussed last week, Yitzhak and Esav, if you remember. That a person can feel guilty when he has certain obligations upon him, specifically in the spiritual matters, to teach others. Yourself, that's, that's, we learned that already, and we, we'll, we'll learn that again, I think. But in terms of you teaching your kids, we said that a person might feel guilty he didn't, if his kid didn't go the way that he expected, wanted, or that the world thought he should have gone, spiritually, a person might feel guilty. He didn't do what he's supposed to do. I should have sent him to a different school. I should have learned with him more. I should have sent, uh, whatever. There's a million things that people feel guilty about. But bitachon is supposed to set a person straight. If you did your hishtadlis, at least level one, if you did what you thought, you tried your best, and we make everybody makes mistakes, then the responsibility is not ultimately on you. What comes out is between a Kaddish Baruch and the kid. If you did your Heshtadlis, right? That's Bitochon is the trust that if I do my Heshtadlis, and we try, we try to learn, we try to teach, we ask our Rebbeim, we do whatever we think is a proper Heshtadlis, without going crazy, then you try to train the kid. And if the kid chooses not to go that path, Again, you have bitachon. I trust in a Kaddish Baruch Hu. I did what I could. This kid, it's between him and a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And I still love the kid. Like we said with Yitzchak. We asked you last week, was Yitzchak a failure as a father? Esav or Russia? I mean, he had a Yaakov, but he also had an Esav. Okay, this is, not, this is a very hard thing to debate. We don't know. But potentially, you could at least say on one side that he was a great father. He tried to train his child Again, we're not, I know there's a Torah from Rosham Shalom Fal Hirsch, there's other ways, but you're talking about Yitzhak Avinu over here. He tried to train his child, Esav, 
They learned, to, they learned together. He tried to get him, whatever it would be. And the kid went off, he went off the derech. But we pointed out one very important factor was that Esav always stayed connected to, Yak, to, to Yitzchak. Even to his mother seems to be there's some riots. So he didn't fail as a father. He actually did a great job as a father. Yitzchak was a great father to Esav. Esav loved him his whole life. There was never any rift we don't see. Even when Yitzchak gave the bracha to Yaakov, and you think that would be the time that Esav should just like lose himself and you know, leave his father. He didn't leave. Right? Tati, do you have any brachas for me? He was angry at Yaakov, not at, not at, not at Yitzchak. It's not an unbelievable thing. I say a father has to be a father, and a father has to and, and try to be a mechanic. At the end of the day, we do our shtadlis. This is the secret of Bitochen. You do your shtadlis. You try to understand what a shtadlis is. You try to implement it the best possible. And then, Kaddish Baruch decides what's going to be. This is like, this is in all areas of Bitochen. I'm looking at that hand. I'm looking at that twitch. Is that something I should, uh, I should attempt or I should just continue going? We can talk about it after. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's general. If you look at the if you look at the Yitzhak Shah's parents who, who came out damaged in so many cases beyond cases beyond repair, they ninety nine point nine percent going to wear if this didn't, you know, they tried the best that they could. But their children have to and I, I'm one of them, have to be rewired in ways that are unimaginable. Because the parents certainly did the best that they could, and they loved their children, and 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 the and the children of those also have to do the best they can, yeah. and they were given a different hand than some other people, and that's it. And that the ishtadlis is not equal amongst all people. No, it's not. It's not. But each person has to learn his best, do his best ishtadlis, and then move on. And again, drop that guilt if he does what he thinks. There's other, there's even deeper madregas than even if he didn't, even if, even if he didn't do right. his proper shtalis, there's still a moon and be talking in that. Yeah. There still is. That could be spoken about privately, but for 100%. <laughs> but it's, I want to give the general. Yeah. Okay, let's go Vaidya now. So that was, that was, that was <clears throat> pretty much last week. But we have to go Vaidya. On page 156, now we're up to the next <clears throat> portion. And we're trying to learn every, every block at least they put it in blocks over here, of the Chavos of Elvis is another Indian. It has to be tried to go slow, to understand it. It really, it really uh, helps us in, in different aspects of life. Okay. So again, we're discussing the Bitachon, specifically with wives, kids, uh, friends, in that area. And he says like this, <clears throat> page 156, the second paragraph. <laughs> This is very subtly, I think, one of the, it's part of the, one of those important fabrics of our very existence and in Avodah Hashem. He should do so. Whether it's a person's obligations to his wife, to his children, to his friends, to his rebbeim, to his talmidim, to his maybe even enemies, depending on what the situation is, he should do. He should not do so with the hope that his favors will be repaid to him. 
nor to repay them for the good that they already did to him. It should not be done out of love for the honor and praise they will give him, nor in order to rule over them. The way we deal with other people has to be, as much as possible, and this is what we're learning, totally unmotivated from a selfish place. Totally selfless. Why are we doing anything? Rather, it should be done to fulfill the mitzvah of the Creator, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to observe His covenant and His instructions concerning them. A person has a wife, he has certain obligations. When you buy your wife a present, of course it should be out of Ahava, but it's because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to buy her a present. That purifies the motivations. It's not because you think that if you give this to her, then you'll get to go out, you know, on Tuesday nights this year. That's, that's not what a Kodesh Baruch Hu had intended. The way when you give your kids, and we give our kids, and those who have already trained their kids and they're older, and those who train, give their kids, you give them more than you give yourself. So there sometimes comes an expectation, well, then you better honor me. I gave you so much. I feed you. I cook. Even parents even say this. What do you mean? You have, you have, I'm giving, I'm, I'm, you're paying no rent. Sometimes the parents can say this to a kid. You're paying no rent. Your clothing is free. Your food is free. You speak with respect. Be, honor me. Doesn't it say in the Torah, Kibud Avvaim? Even Asaph honored his father. I heard an amazing thing. I'll just tell you this line and then we'll continue. There's a, there's a, he's a, he's a, he seems to be an expert in, in, uh, in Chinuch, Rabbi, I think, Shimon Russell. Russell? He's a, he has a, they put him out of the book. He deals with, he deals with very difficult Chinuch cases. Very, it's, I think they call it extreme Chinuch or something. It's not connected to twisted parenting. Those who know, Rabbi, uh, Fischof, Avi Fischoff. Yeah, so I think his, I think maybe even the Rebbe, is this Rabbi Russell, or whatever it is. Anyway, so I once heard him say, he said, an, he said an amazing vart. And we'll go on with this. He said, he said, parents will say to their kids, keep it up, hey, Kodesh Baruch said, you have to honor me. And they'll hang that over the kid's head. Rabbi Russell said, and I'm sure he has more of a buildup to it. He said, the mitzvah of keep it up, he says, is that you be the best father you could possibly be. You be the best mechanic you could possibly be. So that the kid chooses to be mechabedu. That's the emiss. That's, that's very powerful. Of course, it doesn't mean you, that your kid do whatever you want. That's not, we're not here for a full chinuch thing here. That's not what it means. But to hold that concept, that mitzvah over the kid's head, that's, that might be inappropriate. To, to teach the kid, you can't do that, you can't do that. That's not what we're talking about. Of course you do that. You can't run in the street. That's not what we're... But if a, kid, if a parent is properly balanced, and I'm not going to that now, and who am I to say? There's better parents in the room. But if, if a parent trains their child properly balanced, then the kid, even an ace of... Even an ace of could choose to still be connected to the father. It could be that some kids don't. And I'm not getting into a full uh, you know, situation over here. But it's a very powerful thing that we, don't, we have to know how to deal with our obligations. When we, when we have to train our children, which is an obligation, how do we do that? Are we doing it because it's selfishly motivated? Basically, I want to sit on the couch, and you're, you have a chi of a kibbutz aim, so just take out the garbage for me, okay? It's coming because I want to sit on the couch. It's not coming from a place of, well, Kaddish Baruch Hu commanded me to train you. It's coming from more from selfish motivations. Now, <clears throat> what I think this is, what we, the deeper aspect here is something, again, back to what we learned a long time ago. I don't think anything is necessarily new here in the Yisodos. So we discussed 
at length for a while in the beginning that the way that we should look at all situations in life and all people that we deal with as messengers of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is a very good way and I know a lot of people have, have had used it and still use it a way to what's the word to frame to frame, reframe and reframe the way they see people situations they're messengers of HaKadosh Baruch Hu which is already founded in the Sefer HaChinuch. It's not just in the Shabbat Tachin. It's already in Sefer HaChinuch. Even if a person hits you, even if a person, Chas ever hits you, the way that you have to look at that, of course, that person might be a Russia, and you might have to... But one way to look at the Sefer HaChinuch says, that came from a Kaddish Baruch. That came from a Kaddish Baruch. Because there's nothing that can happen without a Kaddish Baruch allowing it to happen. Now, it could be that guy's a Russia, and he should go to jail. That could be. But the fact that you got hit, Kaddish Baruch sent a messenger. So that if that's the case, then everything, whoever comes at us, our boss, our clients, our co-workers, our wives, our kids, everybody's a messenger from a Kaddish Baruch to us. But we also discussed a little bit that we're then messengers to everybody else. Right? It's not just a one-way street. We're also a messenger of a Kaddish Baruch Hu to train the children, to be a good husband, to be a good friend, to be a good Talmud, a good Rebbe, whatever it may be. And if you remember, the, the mashal we used, we, we, we used the mashal of the Amazon driver. It hit me as I was thinking about this. Remember? Remember the Amazon driver comes to give you a package? Whatever. Little thing. You know, you bought some, what do we buy this week? We bought, uh, you know, ponies for girls. Yeah? Little tiny thing. Okay? They come and they give you that. They throw it in. And then can you imagine the Amazon driver says, Hey, you have a tip for me? You have a tip? What do you mean? I came, I came and brought you your package. You have anything nice to say to me? A, an Amazon driver is going to demand... That doesn't mean we're not supposed to have me, though. It's on our end. But an Amazon driver is going to demand a tip. He's going to say, you know, why aren't you, why aren't you mock your toe for what I'm doing? That would be, that'll be crazy. But we have to think about, do we do that to others? When we do favors for people, when we help other people out, Kaddish Baruch Baruch Hashem blessed me with lots of money. And then a guy needs some money. And I give him. So how do I look at this situation? Kaddish Baruch Hu gave me the money to, to keep my bank account. We learned about the bank account. Or did he give it to me to, off, to offer to other people? Not to take it and run. That wouldn't help that person. He has to, have, he has to also learn about responsibilities. But I'm, I'm obligated in a certain way. And how much? Everybody's different. But to give. But as a messenger. I'm training these children as a messenger of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. No? Sorry, these are my kids that, that I own 100%. I was given them as an obligation to raise them the best I can. And of course, there's halachas, there's, there's DNA, there's, of course, there's connection. But ultimately, I'm a messenger of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. To be a good husband, to be a good father, a, good, a Rebbe, a Talmud, a friend. When a person, when we start to see it like that, and, and we try to trust in a Kaddish Baruch Hu, it all depends on, on Bitochem. That we trust that a Kaddish Baruch Hu gave me, the, first it gave me life, and he gave me these obligations, and I am a messenger, a holy servant, a humbled servant of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, to deal with this, all these people. You start to separate a little bit emotionally in the inappropriate way. This is not going to separate you from your love for your loved ones, but it will separate you from the inappropriate anxieties, anger, frustrations, because 
when we work on being a messenger, when we start to see ourselves as a messenger of a Kaddish Baruch for real, and therefore all the obligations I'm getting pulled at from these people, there is a major, major inner trait, we'll call it. It's a, it's a superpower in our body that gets minimized. And when this superpower in our body gets minimized, a lot of life opens up and we're not as bothered by things. What is that inner superpower? Gaiva. Gaiva. Right? When a person doesn't see a Kaddish Baruch as the, as the sender, when a person doesn't see himself as a messenger, it's me, and I have to deal with these people, a lot of eyes come into it. A lot of eyes. Now, you're pulling at me? Why should I give you? Why should I give you? Or you got enough. And not that a person can't and shouldn't balance what he gives. I'm not giving my kid every single thing in the world. That's not training him properly. But not to be bothered and frustrated and angry when the kid's pulling at me again and again and again. To train them. But a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants me to be the messenger to train him in that. That's my job. Do you go around every single second and every, and every time you go, you're in a job, every time a person asks you something, you get angry? No, you lose your job. You have to, it's your job. You have to do what you have to do. And if you, and if you get, become disgruntled, you might get a pink slip if they still give those out. It's your job. Do what you have to do. So if we do what we have to do at work, Kol Shekane, just do what we have to do at home. Or their friends. Again, it doesn't mean be a doormat. That's not what I'm saying. I'm being very clear. And if you have questions, ask. But it means to detach in a certain way into these inappropriate emotions coming from this gaiva where you, you're, you have an obligation to be mechabed me. Get away from me. Stop asking me all these things. I gave you what I gave you. It's enough already. I didn't see you get up early to go to work today. Yeah, all these things. Where's that coming from? That's coming from keep it up aim. That's coming from a, a father who's, who's demanding of his child a, an appropriate... No, it's coming from Gaiva or Atzlis. Or... That's what it's coming from. But the more we see ourselves as a messenger of a Kaddish Baruch, it's my job to raise this, this child. It doesn't mean the kids are going to be less annoying. It's going to distance me from the reaction to what they're doing, what they're pulling on me. Or a person, a person's wife or a wife and a husband... We should, I, feel it's, I feel bad. It's all men here. I know there are some women who are listening. I should really give some uh, examples of, of what the women have to deal with with the men. And there's plenty of things we all know. And my wife has to deal with me also. But the Narishkite. <clears throat> but if a person sees it, his, his obligations, his social obligations, his familial obligations, as a messenger of a Kaddish Baruch, a humbled, honored messenger of a Kaddish Baruch, then you won't seek honor from the outside. And if you're not seeking from the outside, you can finally do your obligations, besimcha, belief shalom, betimimus, bepshitas. Everything gets complicated when we become complicated. When are we complicated? When there's gaivas and there's taivas and all the kinnas and all that stuff. But if I'm just an Amazon, I'm pushing Amazon driver. I'm just package here, package, very simple. There's the list and I just drop it off. I do this. I drive this kid's carpool. I have to do this kid's carpool. I have to do this I'll tell you what time I was up to last night doing carpools. No. That doesn't mean, again, it doesn't mean we're doormats. A person has to be careful. And, and the parents who already dealt with their kids, they know better than, than, than I know. But 
Again, it's, it's about the Yisoda Dover, and it all comes from Bitochen. Trusting 100% that a Kaddish who gave me this obligation, it's from him, it's for my best. You know how much patience a parent gets, gets has, is oppor- has an opportunity to work on patience? Because he has kids? It's Kavalt. To be a patient person is something that's a virtue. But if a person would be in his room all day and he, and he wouldn't talk to anybody, say he could, be, he could be the most impatient person. But we have an opportunity with children to work on our patience, to work on our frustration, to work on our gut. So many opportunities to work on ourselves. Do we know that the Simcha Sechayim, the true enjoyment of life comes when we have less gaiva and we have more I'm a messenger of a Kaddish Baruch The true Simcha of life. You could have your cake and eat it too. You could be happy driving a kid at 12 o'clock at night instead of pulling out your hair. What's going to be tomorrow? What's going to be? This is what he's saying over here. He should not do so with the hope that his favors will be repaid to him. It should not be done out of love for the honor and praise they will give him. Rather, it should be done to fulfill the myths of the Creator. The obligations that we have, some things are intrinsic, they're logical, we understand. You have to feed your kids. You don't need the Gemara to tell you, you need to feed your kids. Feed your kids. That comes with pressures. But then and that also comes with, well, you better do what I say because I fed you. We do our obligations. It should be done to fulfill the mitzvah of the Creator, to observe His covenant and His instructions concerning them. Again, this lowers the gaiva. It opens up. It opens up the system. It just opens up the system. Yeah. Yeah. Make sense? Questions? Comments? I, I think it's a, it's a it's a tremendous yisod. I, I I hope everybody has thought about this before. Maybe not. It's massive if you can live this way. Again, what we're doing now is is chachma. It's it's hishtadlis, but we need to draw it down into the heart. It's not it's not simple. But if you think about these things, you're giving yourself the chance to take it from the chachma to the bina to the heart and to then to live this way. <clears throat> Yeah. So quiet. Okay. Let's continue then. Last paragraph on page 156. Do I? It could be. For me, this is Well, we'll just have to be on different pages for another 10 seconds. I think I have, a, I have an earlier edition than, the, than those. So I'll just so Amar 156, 157. So listen to what he says. For a person who performs their requests, while having in mind one of the aforementioned selfish reasons, as holy and proper as you think they are, like you have to honor me, will not achieve his own desires that he expected from them in this world. It's an awesome line. He will not achieve his own desires, right? I have wants, that he expected from them. If I train my child the way I want them to go, I'll never get, almost never, there's always exceptions, I'll never get what I expected. Because expectations... A dangerous, dangerous, parenthetically dirty word, expectations. Where again, where did they come from? God came down and told you to expect this? No. 
Where did it come from? But a person always expects the best, at least naturally, unless they, they think it, they work on it. But we, we Yitzchak, I'm not saying Yitzchak, but a, a Yitzchak could have, I'm not saying he did, could have expected to have two Yaakovs. That would have been a, maybe a proper excitation. Wait, listen, you came from Avram Avinu, you're Yitzchak, I heard, you have a Yaakov, you know, I should have, a, I should have two Yaakovs. He was told beforehand there's going to be two worlds. Yeah, at least Rivka was told beforehand. I'm not getting into the details. I meant I was saying one could imagine. We're not getting into the details of the parsha. Not really Yitzchak, but a a David. In theory, one who has a grandfather and a father. He comes from Rabbanim. Upon Rabbanim, that is a problem. David was looked at as the problem. You could think that way. You could have these expectations, but who's who dies with even half their expectations met, or as the Chazal say, or half their desires met? But a person desires expectations. Which means we live now, we desire now for what's expected, which is not now. And we, I think we've discussed this. That a person has a desire for certain expected results, he can't be happy now. Again, I'm going to say it again. If a person, how did I say it? <laughs> if a person <laughs> desires now, I lost it. You don't give somebody the, the, the excuse now to have low expectations, though, do you? Healthy low expectations. No, not healthy low expectations. We have to know what expectations are, and it's, it's a bigger sugi. It's, it's a very, very dangerous. Ad- if you have low it, expectations, you're not going to be worried about. You know, if a person has a, if a person's working on his trust, stark. If a person's working on his his, his, his trust. With the Kaddish very stark, he will fulfill his obligation to the best possible. He won't need to have expectations. Yeah, he will be living. Can't expect that your that your actions are other going to result in in the in, in the um, Expect- desired results. Expectations have goals and expectations. Expectations okay. and aspirations are, are yeah, yeah. It's very very different. We we learned. If you remember, we had it. We had a cheshvan. If you remember, we made it. We made a calculation. I think it was a mathematical calculation. Someone was, I was talking to somebody this morning about it. I think it was like this. Bitachon equals emotional attachment to a Kaddish Baruch Hu's all-knowing, all-powerful goodness plus, let's write this down, in parentheses, Pemdas, yeah, Hishtadlis minus emotional attachment to the results. End parentheses. Right? Let's break that down. Proper hishtadlis is you have to do with goals and ambitions and aspirations, but take out emotional attachment to expected results because you don't know. Also. So that becomes a proper hishtadlis plus bitochon, which is the emotional attachment to a Kaddish Baruch's all-knowing, all-powerful goodness. That, plus the proper hishtal, is stripping away the bad stuff, that's bitachon. Sounds very easy. It's like equal, you know, it happens to be it's harder than equals MC squared. You know? You tell Einstein, we have a new, we have a new calculation. E for expectations. E for expectations. <laughs> then it gets confusing, exactly. This that's is, the problem. This is mostly oh boy. Uh, part of, in one of the uh, things I've read, uh, part of the gullus. Uh, that was different 
from the Jews that lived in pre-World War II Europe. Uh, and there was a uh, divide between those who resided in Warsaw, Berlin, and these cities, as opposed to the mostly Hasidim, uh, or that type, that lived in the shtetls that surrounded the countryside. If you do me a favor. I want to hear about this. But I'll, afterwards, I want to hear the... the, 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 the have to be a retread. Yeah. But the, the, these, these, yeah. We have to live in the now. We have to live in the now. Understanding the history, but to live mamish in the now. So if a person, again, I'm just going to read the English, for a person who performs their requests while having in mind one of the aforementioned selfish reasons, which takes a lot of work to be honest to yourself, not even talking to anybody else, what is my real motivation when I'm dealing with my wife and my kids and my friends? Selfish or unselfish? If you're mostly happy, it's probably unselfish. If you're having a lot of difficulties, whatever those difficulties are, it's probably, I'm not saying for sure, there's always exceptions, probably coming from a selfish place. You might need to have someone help you unearth that. It's very hard to get to the purest motivations of what you're doing things for. You need to be caught from the outside. I've spoken to people where they thought they were doing something 100%. One of my other people. I caught myself thinking that I was doing something. I remember this very clearly. I was doing something with my wife and I thought 100%. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a Shiloh. 100% I was right. And she, it, wasn't even, it wasn't nothing to talk about. She, she didn't even have a say. And then after I really, really thought about it, it was the complete opposite. I was 100% wrong and she was 100% right. And it wasn't necessarily even in the... It's getting very deep. And we, it wasn't in the situation, in the logical deduction. That wasn't where I was wrong necessarily. It was the way I went about it. So you could be 100% right in, well, one plus one is two. But if you yell at the kid in class and you scream at him and you berate him, you, for not knowing one plus one is two, so are you right or are you wrong? It's called being right and not doing the right thing. But it's not... You have to step back. It's, it's not so push. It's about being right. It's about doing the right thing. I don't want to get into catchphrases exactly. Okay. I, I, no, it's, I hear, but I, I get nervous with those. What? Could be dead right in the intersection. <laughs> <laughs> you can be, but that's what you said. Y- yes. You said you were right, but you, you conducted yourself in the wrong way, so you were wrong. Right. It's just I, I don't like this catchphrase because catchphrases make you lose everything. Like Amir Tzashem. Okay. Hakadosh Baruch is not in Amir Tzashem anymore. He, he somehow he left that. We discussed this. I, the, me personally, the catchphrases make it, it, you lose out on what's really happening, unless you first really understand. Really, really. And then you put it into the phrase. Most people aren't doing that. Just catchphrase. Catchphrase. Okay. My personal opinion, and I'm probably wrong. But if we do, if a person does, again, he's dealing with these people. Having in mind one of the aforementioned selfish reasons, he will not achieve his own desires that he expected from them in this world. Because whose expectations, whose desires, ultimately, should we be trying to fulfill? Kaddish Baruch We're messengers. I have expectations. Kaddish Baruch you want me to raise my kid to be a God-fearing, davening, learning Jew. Kaddish Baruch that's what you want. And I will try my best as a messenger to do that. I'll send him to school. I'll try to get him to go to yeshiva. But if he starts to push back, well, now I might have to deal with him in a different way. Maybe now is not the time for yeshiva. Maybe I have to give him more love. We're not going to the whole sugya. 
But it's not about me. It's about a Kaddish Baruch And it's about a Kaddish Baruch Hu's expectations and his wants. At the end of the day, there's no exception to a Kaddish Baruch Hu getting what he wants. There's no exception. There's never been a moment of history that a Kaddish Baruch Hu did not get what he wants in the ultimate want. So isn't it, and, but there's many times that I didn't get what I want. Kaddish Baruch Hu never, ever, ever, ever not gotten what he wanted. So wouldn't it make sense, I'm just being logic now, to try to align our wants with his wants, which is a mission of Perkyavos, of course. No. It's not have no wants. Have tremendous wants. But a Kaddish Baruch Hu's wants. We're not trying to make people here no emotionless. No, be passionate. Be powerful. Have tremendous goals and aspirations and desires. Because you feel that's what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. And I'm a messenger of his. And if it doesn't go, so he didn't want it. Okay. So. But I'm not emotionally attached to the expected results that I created. Kaddish Baruch Hu wants Asaphs and he wants Yaakos. Why does he want Asaphs? I don't know. But he did because that's what, who, that's what happened. We believe that. Someone believes that, that Asaph was not what a Kaddish, it wasn't a Kaddish Baruch Hu. I don't think anybody can say something like that openly. No. Kaddish Baruch didn't want Asaph. No. He only wanted Yaakov. So then who wanted that? Who, who? Right? That's already an Imuna 101 problem. Yes? So you might be wrong. Meaning, I think this is what the Kaddish Baruch wants. I learn, and I, I'm in Pirkei and I look at the parsha and the Mavah and and I'm trying to do something, and and I believe, let's say, I'm thinking that this is going to be very good for me, and I believe that the Kaddish probably wants this also, but I don't know. I, I mean, I See, don't know. See, that's where trust comes in. You don't know. No, so, okay, so, so I trust. Good. And I do a Hishtadlus based on what I, let's say, let's say I'm actually in a place where I'm, Pure, okay. I'm, I don't have a guy involved, and it never happens. But but I don't have guy involved, and anything, nothing bad. I believe that I'm fulfilling Hashem's yeah. and I'm working hard on this thing. Sounds awesome. Okay, but it doesn't work out the way that I thought it would. Uh, Gaiva. Well, but no, no, stop, stop for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I just call you. What do you mean? No, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. Carry on. You didn't. I, I, I had this, I thought this is what it is, and I'm working harder. Mm-hmm. Then it didn't work out. Okay. Then, okay, at the end I said, okay, I guess Hashem didn't want this. Okay. It, it didn't work out. Okay. The time, the effort, the energy, the money that a person spends, that we all spend in trying to fulfill, let's say it's pure, okay, fulfilling Hashem's Ratzon is... Pause. When did he not want it? You just said he didn't want it, right? When was that? All the time. Nope, not true. Because if he didn't want it, it would have stopped already. Up until the point where you said it didn't meet your expectations, which is Gaiva. Don't, nah, sorry. It's too bad. I'm sorry. Everybody agrees with me, right? Everybody nod? Good. Everybody agrees with me. But up until, what? That guy would like to think that you know what God wants. But I'm trying to work on something that I believe. I'm dealing with him. One second. One second. One second. If, if, you're, if you're emotionally attached to the, the results. No, no, but up until the point. We, let's say you put in 100 hours. At Now the 100 hours, you had some kind of expected desire to become a better davener. Whatever it may be that you thought you should be. And you didn't. So, again, well, those 100 hours wasted? 
No. You, you did what you thought you were supposed to do, and then the Kajra was happy with that. Okay, so lo basically. Well, another mission of Perkevus, Givaldik. Pitochan teaches us to live according to Perkevus. Sounds good. You have to really think about it. And really, you, you caught yourself. When you said the expected, you already, you already lost. For real, you have to think about that. That was, who expected that? Again, HaKadosh Baruch's expectation is you work on 100 hours. He's happy with that. Great. He got what he wanted. You decided it didn't work. Not him. I'm telling you, if people can really get this, your minds will be blown open. Your life, Ruchnius, Gashmis, will be blown open if you can really get it. We kill ourselves with our own personal expectations. Emotionally attached expectations. Even if expectations are good, which you were trying to say, it's the emotional attachment, which you then said, not emotional attachment to expectations. Then you're okay. So how do you break that? How do you break that? First, recognize what your expectations are and are you emotionally attached to it? Because if you're emotionally attached to an expectation and it doesn't go your way, you're going to be hurt. Yeah. Right? So is that something you always want to work on? It's very hard to, to, to gauge whether you're being successful or not. Right. So you want along the way to give you uh, the breadcrumbs or the, to, to show you that you, you have been successful. So Good. That's what you're looking for. It's normal and we do want that. But let's say Sam says, you, you I'm not giving you the crumbs. I'm saying you can't, you can't be a bad guy but think that you know how to make your dabbing better. Correct. As long as your expectation, the reason why you're doing what you're doing is in order to make your tefillah better or your tzedakah better or fill in the blank yeah. better. Why? Because you want to do it to, to, to come close to the sparkle. Now, you're doing it for the right reasons as opposed to get your name on a building or whatever. Yes. I mean, that's nothing wrong with putting your name on the building. Got it, yeah. But, but the, the, uh, the, 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 that's healthy. And how do you know if it's healthy or not? Whether you're frustrated or not frustrated when it goes or doesn't go your way. If you just go on the path, you're good. But but, but you're not saying, again, you're you're allowed to have great expectations. You're allowed to set yourself good goals to try to, 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 in order for you to to accomplish that, that closeness that you're looking for. I mean, if we want to be very fine, that's also dangerous what you're saying. It's okay to do that, but, it was, but, but, but you have to be healthy in the fact yes. that you can't become depressed. And even sometimes that depression is healthy too, as long as you don't allow yourself to get stuck in it. I'm going to add one thing to what you're saying, because again, you're very teeth, and each person is going to think about this differently. But one thing I would add to the, the, the calculation is, I am trying to get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to get close to Him. It's for you, maybe you know that, but not everybody knows that. And when I person says, davening and learning, good or not good, objectively, yes? Good. good. So I'm going to try to daven and learn better. But what happens when that comes automatically with expectations of better? It's gonna get but let's say it doesn't, according to me. Now, I did the thing I was supposed to do, and it didn't, I didn't get the expected results. It's not, we're not result-oriented. You, you really agree with me. You really agree with me, but it's the way you say things. So... I'm going to daven better. He is. He, he, no, he, everything I say, he's really ingredients with. He's just trying to clarify things. I'm davening, but be- I want to be a better davener because the Kodesh Baruch wants me to be a better, better davener. And that might just mean 100 hours of, don't know, you don't even know what better means. 
better might mean the very fact that I thought I should be a better davener. That's already a better davener. Again, it's a total wiping out of any, I know, but just expectations. I'm a messenger of a Kodesh Baruch. I'm a messenger in my own life to be a, an Ebed Hashem. I'm a messenger to be a, a father. and a, I, think, I think everybody gets it. But you have to really let it sink in. All right. I think with that, we'll, uh, we'll call for today. Shabbat Shalom.